0: Yeah, I know it's been a long time. And I apologize. Lots went down in November. It's been since November. Um, and not much I can share. Everything's fine. Just things were too distracting for me to stay consistent with this. And and that that's not a good excuse. That's a that is an excuse. I shouldn't even be sharing it, but I wanted to give you a, a little background before we dove back into it. <laughs> a few things have happened. Um And it's, uh, you know, all of it's, you'd say, newsworthy. I don't know. And that's what's been interesting about what's gone on with Ukraine. Now, I mean, the Will Smith slapping of Chris Rock has dominated the news. There is still a war in Ukraine. There's still one. There are still people being massacred. There's still genocide, uh, war crimes, Putin. And in about five seconds, Will Smith... Managed to erase Ukraine from the headlines. We'll we'll chat about that. The reaction's been a bit hilarious. Um, you know, nothing's changed uh, regarding the Biden administration in the last oh, like four months. Uh, they're still on a collision course with the title of being the most disastrous presidency in modern history. I think they've already probably won that medal. Now they're just putting multiple explanation points on it every day, and it is incredible. You notice that Joe is not speaking much, trying not to do anything impromptu. He has made walking away from the podium when the press wants to answer questions or ask questions, he's made that the norm. He's desensitized us a bit even. And of course, the press is never gonna really hold him to any level of accountability because they've had to cover for him in the name of hating Donald Trump. It all comes back to Trump. And, and so there's not much you're going to see from the mainstream press, regardless of what happens in any shape or form by any way, analysis or criticism. They're really trying to make Ukraine now some kind of success for him foreign policy-wise. And before we dive into what is going on there, and that's really what I spent most of the show prep on is looking into Ukraine, trying to stay up to date and, you know, fortunately, Fox and CNN uh, and a number of the what you'd call news stations, um, they are now finally erasing the Will Smith incident from the front page of their websites. Thank God. Um, and, and let's talk about it now. Anything like this happening in pop culture, anything involving black people, men or women, will be hijacked, and leveraged by the left. These are opportunities for them. They don't just look at the event, say, Will Smith shouldn't have done that, which he shouldn't have. We know that. Albeit, it created some crazy drama and something I had a hard time watching from just the level of awkwardness. I find as I get older, extremely awkward situations make me more uncomfortable than they used to, and this is one of them. A guy walking up onto a stage, live television, and slapping someone. Now, I do believe it's real. Settle down, people. This was not agreed upon. No way, shape, or form. Any publicist would have supported their client, Will Smith, doing something like this and ruining their brand permanently, tarnishing it at least. The Academy would never have been on board. People are saying, oh, their ratings have been bad. Stop. The liability involved was saying, yes, we will let somebody pretend to hit or hit someone, you you can't legally gather written consent from anyone that could otherwise not be rescinded later. Okay. There's no, this wasn't, this was not arranged. People say, oh, look at Chris Ross rock break bracing, bracing. There's a paused photo. And of course, the YouTube geek squad is all over this. Again, I watched one guy try to break it down. He proved nothing. I was curious, and he talks about Chris Rock bracing when a big dude, big tall guy like Will Smith, who by the way needs to get back in the gym. Though he had an Instagram post of himself in an undershirt and his boxers, getting ready for the Oscars. And homeboy is not, not lifting. I don't think he's on the courts in Philly either. You know where he was born and raised anymore. And so I, you know, shout out to Will, or at least a call out. You, you need. You need to get back into that home gym. I'm sure on some floor of his main pad or every house that he owns, there is a five-star level fitness facility. Grab some weights, dude, for gosh sakes. Pilates, I don't care what. Do some resistance. But still a tall guy. And when that guy open hand reaches back, right, as they say on the streets, pimp style and is about to let loose or it's just I mean what do you do you're in shock right you're not sure what's going on this is a guy you thought was your friend yeah you were saying something that i do think was over the line about his wife right i mean it is a medical condition i think when you start getting into comedy about someone's medical conditions you're asking for something by way of a reaction before I talk about that and why I do not feel bad for Chris Rock at all, you're going to brace. You're you're going to oh my gosh, you know what that means. Arm raised, shoulder back, he's about to hit me. There's not much you could do at that point if you're not ready. You either duck or you brace. He braced. It was real. If you watch it, Will gave him fingers not palm, right? It it wasn't like what you see in those slapping contests and i encourage you because they're so enlightening to google open hand slapping competition these exist and it's two dudes facing each other almost like they're about to arm wrestle except their hands are at their sides and they exchange open hand slapping each other in the face and this continues until one of the competitors cannot continue by either being knocked out and it happens or they're just done. They can't go on. It's incredible stuff. You can imagine what region of the country this sport dominates. But I digress. Will didn't... The smack would have been heard around the world. He, he didn't really want to hurt Chris. He was angry. He, he has problems. He's been emasculated on live television by his wife who in an interview with Will sitting there spoke of her extramarital relationship with another dude and did so in a therapeutic manner as if it was something she needed. And I mean, look at the look on Will's face. It is pain. The guy's got issues. Jada is not, I, not an emotionally healthy person. Neither is Will. It looks like she has some kind of power over him. I mean, they've been married a long time, and your wife is going to have influence on you for certain. Okay, I mean that's just that that's going to happen. But this seems a bit more sinister, and um, the the memes are funny when they talk about how Will was laughing, then he gets the look from the wife, then he's mad, and it's like execute order sixty six, and he's up there, you know, like the Manchurian candidate having no idea what he's doing and again he did he slapped him with his fingers it it didn't it's why chris didn't go down it's why it didn't stun him much at all as far as the physical nature of it he was just stunned by the act itself as any of us would be it was wrong he shouldn't have done it but chris rock like any big mouth and I'll say bully he's not he's a comedian it's different to, there's context here but like any big mouth who pushes it too far there's always a guy that teaches you by throwing hands, okay? And what Will Smith should have done in the least is warned him, said something, asked him. He was sitting right there. No more, right? No mas. We're, we're good. That in, in a non-public, non-live television Academy Award, crazy public environment, just guys sitting around, I can tell you, I've seen it dozens of times. 99% of the time, that's a, that's the end of it. Because usually you are amongst friends. Someone takes jokes too far. Either the person that is the butt of the joke or somebody present. Ask that Chris Rock character, hey, take it easy. It's gone too far. And that's the end of it. I've seen once where the other guy said, sure, that's the end of it. Waited 10 seconds, said something else, and he got punched. Punched hard. And Followed up, he was on his back getting attacked by the other guy until we peeled him off. And honestly, the dude who took the punch is had it coming. You, you were warned, you were asked by a friend to not continue. This is where Will was big time wrong. It bothered him. Give him a timeout, give him the cut signal across the neck, do what you can. Chris would have probably not continued. He had other material to move on to and that would have been the end of it and it would have been a little footnote story and they would have seen each other at the party like they did anyway later and would have been all fine. And I guess they are now. I'm glad Chris Rock isn't pressing charges. Amongst men, this is not something you do. No one was injured. It was off-putting. It was embarrassing. But Will's got problems. Chris is being the better guy moving on from it. Now, of course, Amy Schumer... Is traumatized. Kathy Griffin is traumatized. All the nobodies of comedy, the has-beens, the I can't stop eating but I want to still get parts, like I'm a Barbie comedians such as Amy Schumer. They're making this about them. So are black woke activists and anybody who can get their hands on this story and mold it into an opportunity for them to be a victim. These aren't people that were hit. Many weren't even there. And this is something now because the Hollywood entertainment media and some of the mainstream love these stories, even though they have terrible ratings, even though the results will tell you that no one gives a shit about what Amy Schumer or Kathy Griffin thinks about this subject or any subject in particular, the sycophants will continue to publish the what does this person think about the act and how did it affect them? It's nauseating. It's typical and of course with this event with this this scene they just were like they were like flies to honey on them. can't help themselves everything is about them these arrogant liberal leftists cannot move on from something without telling you how it affected them that is how disgustingly elitist and snobby they are they were like this during covid obviously not much to talk about now Omicron came and went pretty fast in January. People with who are vaccinated or had COVID before seem to be getting it more than other variants, but it turned out to be a very fast, high blip in the radar. I mean, if you believe, and I do, documented cases that were you know documented positive tests, the spike was crazy. I mean, we were up to a few hundred thousand a day, and yet hospitals barely saw new patients. Um, Finally, some of the blue, by the way, I don't know what else to say about the Will Smith thing. I want to move on, right? Let's just keep it casual. Um, I can't think of anything else to say about it other than I'm glad it's now a footnote story. Um, and I think it should be gone in a week. But, um, it, you know, yet, you and again, think about it. We had the Academy Awards. No one was wearing masks. Everybody's there. You know, no issues. Uh, you see COVID pop up. I mean, in your area probably once in a while. Maybe you hear about somebody getting it once a week. Hillary Clinton got it. Um, She's lucky it was that variant because she is obese and Omicron is much more mild on the senior citizens. And of course, she's vaccinated. But um, it's weird because her and Obama got it within a couple weeks of each other. And the irony is these are people that align with the side that treated it like it was the second coming of the Black Plague and that they should never get it, and they were doing all the right things, mass all the time, every vaccine you could get, and they still got it, like we all will if we have already not had Omicron or something else. I know three people, three people that have been fully vaccinated and are part of this study where their antibodies are checked, and one of them already has had their antibodies checked. They haven't had a vaccine, any shots, but their antibodies increased significantly than their last since their last blood test a few months ago. They've had, they have had Omicron, didn't even know it. So it, it, it passed through. We have herd immunity now. Those of us in states where we opened early, combined vaccination with just getting the fuck back to normal, we are doing much better. We got out of this much quicker and we've had a normal life and we hardly see masks anymore. You still have California, cities like L.A., who are requiring vaccine passes in restaurants. I, I can't believe that is still going on, um, but it is still an issue. They are going to rescind it finally. And it's just hilarious when you read the story because most of us who don't live in California anymore are looking at this like, wait a minute, they still had that? I mean, and then you look internationally and how stupid and how not progressive Joe Biden is. Most countries, Europe European countries, Canada are no longer requiring a COVID test to enter the country, right? If you're vaccinated, you're good. That's kind of the requirement for international travel, except for the United States still clinging to the vaccination and negative COVID tests. So if you're traveling internationally on business or vacation, because of Joe Biden's senile ass, you have to go find a place to get your nose dug into by someone who probably hates Americans just so you can get back in to your own country. Congratulations, America, you are in last place. Um, Speaking of Joe, it's weird. There's just not much to say. I think Ukraine, sadly for the Democrats, was a huge opportunity to just take the spotlight off of how poorly run this administration is. Have you noticed on just about everything they are off. And they had about a week where i I didn't see any polls. I don't know what's going on with those, but at least Joe Biden didn't have to do much talking. He you know he and, and then after a week when the Ukraine invasion by Russia was clearly going to be long and drawn out, the Biden administration had to start actually thinking or trying to think. And so you had Kamala Harris come out, my God, and talk about when asked, how do you explain this to the average American? Kamala goes kindergarten mode, as she does in every instance. And you probably saw the quote, and if you heard it, 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 I wouldn't listen to it if you haven't. Spare yourself. But she talks about how Russia's a big country, Ukraine's little. I mean, it was embarrassing. Um, She's a total loser. I'm embarrassed for the women who thought they could emulate her and looked at her as some kind of role model for other women. If you're an adult woman who ever did that, shame on you for holding her up and propping her up and putting her in a position to set all of you back. Okay, That's what you've done with her. You need to be more careful. You need to look past a pantsuit and a biological gender before you make someone your hero. And you get what you deserve on this one. And it's going to last a long time. What Kamala has done to women in leadership and politics will transcend generations. This will be around for a long time. And the people who supported her because she was, quote, fabulous, right? All these adjectives thrown out that don't really mean anything, especially regarding leadership qualities. You ladies are immature. You are not worth listening to or aligning with in any way. Your opinion means less, not because you're a woman, but because of the stupid shit you said when Kamala was nominated. And many of us aren't going to forget. So don't be mad. And this isn't just women. It was just vast majority of liberal leftist women. You conservative women, you moderate women, any of us who knew the difference, who knew what this lady had said, who knew how hypocritical she was, on putting criminals in jail for drug offenses, how hypocritical she was on prosecuting black crime and having nothing to do with any kind of positive reforms. We saw this coming. We knew she's a dingbat. We knew why she couldn't get her own state to vote for her first in the presidential nomination back in 2015 and 16 for the Democratic Party. We knew how bad she was. But many of the liberals, and some listen to this show, I bet they're gone now. They might come back, and maybe they'll listen to this. I should title it "Kamala's an idiot," and so are all of you who voted for her. And Joe, that'll get them to click on. But it—it's now—it's now. It's now that I'm enjoying the accountability that's going to come from it, and it's the same for people that voted for, you know, supported Biden and tried to ignore how goofy he's just been and racist for a number of years. But Ukraine, because it wasn't quick, because it wasn't something that naturally went away. That the Biden administration could chalk up as a win because they're always looking. Um, this has really hurt them, and they're so inconsistent. If you notice the redhead um, press conference person, douche, I mean, just moron. She's, I mean, just just pathetic. And, and listen, I've given her some credit before because she is she has a job to do. Okay, I get that. Um, and you have to spin as the press secretary. Nothing wrong there. But this goes back. She really fell off when she talked about how they saved Christmas, right? While inflation's still skyrocketing. How about them gas prices, too? <laughs> I think on the West Coast, they have reached over $6 in some places. This is, this is, um, No matter what story they spin, the gas prices and the price of just goods in general are crushing this administration. You just can't survive this, and it's going to kill them in the midterms unless something drastic changes. At the same time, you have Zelensky, who I'm not totally in love with, and the irony of the left fawning over this comedian is just, it's frankly exciting to see, again, how inconsistent they are. Because so, Biden Harris, his staff, none of them are on board. They're always having to backpedal on anything Joe Biden says regarding Ukraine. The worst thing the idiot said was responding in kind, right? A president of the United States cannot use that when referring to the enemy using chemical weapons, especially hypothetically. They had to walk that back because that means we will do the same. That's what it means. Respond in kind as we will do the equal or worse. Stupid thing to say. Now, at the same time, we should be locked and loaded and we should have people ready to kill Russians on every NATO bordering country of Ukraine, period. And Russia, all of them from Lithuania, Romania, Poland, they all should be ready to destroy people. And have we done enough? Probably not. We could be providing some food via air support, I believe, without incident, but we don't want to kick off a war, but we need to give them war if Putin kicks it off himself. I'm sorry, NATO either means something or it doesn't. And the moment one bullet flies intentionally across one of those borders, we need to wipe out their military, and we can. Just like any communist socialist country, their strength is mostly built on propaganda. When you read about why the Russian military has struggled, ego is a big part of it. Putin did a three-pronged attack at once. It was stupid logistically. You listen to any of the generals. The one I think that's best is the guy with the glasses. I'm drawing a blank. Keene. Is it Keen? General Keene on Fox News. He's really good. And he pointed out the logistics nightmare of trying to support an advancing attack. Just one. Bullets water, food, gas, logistics, that is their job. And it is a tough job regarding the support side of a military operation to keep everybody locked, loaded, and fed on the front lines, especially when they're behind enemy lines. Well, not only did Putin require this in one attack, he did this from three areas at once. The problem for Putin is being a communist, he has generals that lie to him. He has generals that he needs to keep wealthy And powerful so he doesn't get overthrown. How do these generals stay wealthy? Sure, some of them have oil interests. Maybe they're even oligarchs. I don't think so, but they're probably related to some. But more importantly, and almost hilariously, they siphon money out of their defense budget. Millions upon millions upon millions millions of dollars Putin thinks is going to the Department of Defense in Russia, their equivalent, right? Their war machine. They're being siphoned into the personal accounts of all of these generals, the top leaders of the military in Russia. So it's to no surprise when these guys actually try to attack somebody in mass, it falls apart. Wheels are literally coming off. They don't have what they thought they had. And a bunch of people with an incredible will to fight, who are pretty well armed now, had Javelin anti-tank missiles, because of Donald Trump he sent them in 2018 to Ukraine that is that was massive those things are shoulder fired, fired and they will go right through a tank changes the game in modern warfare they had those already Biden it took his sweet time he has kept Poland from sending mig jets not the most new but updated jets to Ukraine he that won't they, we are not allowing that to happen which I think is ridiculous, but we have sent them weapons and support, and Zelensky survived. Now, Zelensky has become this hero for the world. The stunning and brave, strong-willed, serious women of the left are having orgasms on social media over this guy. I I suppose he's good-looking. He's a strong figure, and Based on what I'm seeing, and I'm going to say this about anyone who is currently a communist, communist or was a part of a communist regime, regime which Ukrainians were, um, these guys are all about propaganda too. And Zelensky, and there's, and they, listen, there's a place for propaganda. Okay, propaganda is part of the war machine. Our intelligence officers are waging informational propaganda against the Russians uh, as we speak. Zelensky's doing the same just by surviving, going live and staying in Kiev or around when he's had this Wagner group going after him, this hit squad paid by and hired by uh, an oligarch. And these guys were tracking him in Ukraine and apparently the Ukrainians shut him down and killed them all. So Zelensky has earned a great deal of global street credit, if you will. However, this is the same guy that had his political opposition shut down and jailed not terribly long ago and he himself has millions upon millions in offshore accounts that he's clearly i mean these weren't hard-fought gains on his part so don't get too carried away about white knight Zelensky. he is a great figure it's awesome i think what he's doing right now but you know this is not a guy that is going to allow himself to probably lose an election if you know what i mean Um, so not sure what else to cover on ukraine other than it's ongoing it is a terrible disaster millions of ukrainians are suffering still within the region millions are fleeing to neighboring countries Um, some even to russia imagine that i mean that's how desperate you are it's probably the only route they had um, and it's a hu- tremendous crisis, tremendous. Uh, rightfully so, we are taking Ukrainian refugees uh, because these are legitimate refugees. And um, they probably have a great path to citizenship. And I have no problem with that. Um, this is truly what being a refugee is all about. Not my, you know, mass migration, illegally coming across the border and then claiming whatever status is convenient from the South. Are there refugees from places like Honduras in Central America? I imagine so, but nothing like what we're seeing here. And uh, fortunately, I think we're at over 100,000 that we're agreeing to take. The world has to pitch in. And no matter who you want to point fingers at, this is all Putin, just like COVID was all Xi and China, right? And so what happens next Um I'm not sure. There's no way Russia can occupy Ukraine as it is. The the Ukrainians are not going to back down. They are going to be as bad or worse than insurgencies we experienced with Al Qaeda and ISIS in the Middle East. I think it'll be absolutely. I think they'll be worse because um, the Russians do not have any. Um, any infrastructure to build up or rebuild Ukraine, if they even have an interest in doing so, if they were to have some kind of occupation. Um, looking at Fox News Live now, Biden's strolling off stage, not answering questions. The tagline is, Biden says billionaires need to pay fair share. So this is the predictable return to the extreme far left agenda. That Biden has to touch on once in a while, if the Democrats have any hope of surviving anything in midterms in two years later in the presidential election, which I predict right now they won't. But right there, attacking billionaires, attacking the wealth, even though none of us have ever received a job from a poor person, um, this is this is um, this is just all they can do. They have a playbook. Of the same issues, there'll be something from the LGBTQ, you know, X Y Z agenda piece soon. Um, they'll do something to fuck with the military from a social experience, experiment standpoint. Now Biden's releasing strategic oil reserves. It says Biden calls oil release a wartime bridge. No, you dim, you dipshit. How about we start drilling again, right? And don't have that redhead mention the nine thousand plus leases. That aren't being used those leases are applied for and approved before any of these companies know what is truly on them they're surveyed and these are the night many of these if not all of them would yield jack shit that's why they're not that's why they're not drilling you took federal oil land natural gas land and shut it down basically all of new mexico and you can undo that right now but he won't He's going to the Strategic Reserve to try to get some momentary relief in gas prices. When at one point, when Donald Trump was president, we were fully energy independent. Now they're really turning it on. The state of Washington has announced that they are going to all but eliminate the sell or the sale of new gas-powered vehicles in their state. Think about this. Rather than let, letting capitalism, technology innovation take its natural course in the market, which will be moving towards electric. I've recently rented and drove the Volvo version of an electric vehicle, the Polestar, I believe it was, and it was an awesome car. The model was a little bit small for me. I do like larger vehicles for comfort reasons, but it is the future. Unless I'm missing something, it was faster, it moved smooth. They're improving on this. Um, We don't have enough charging stations For the number of people, the Democrats want to have electric cars now. You see lines of people backed up at the wrong times, and it takes about 25, 30 minutes. I fill up my my vehicle in about seven, and I don't have to wait. So there are convenience gaps that mean something. Right now, truckers will tell you it costs them a dollar a mile to drive their goods. If you ask them what it was in normal times a year or so ago, it was about 40 cents a mile. So think about who's paying for that, we are. The trucker's gonna charge more, the company requiring the trucker to deliver the goods, the grocery store, Walmart, whatever, they're gonna raise their prices. Everything's going up. Joe Biden's release of strategic oil reserves isn't going to help any of that for more than a couple days, right? So he is trying to, this is political relief, not relief for us. Wages are not keeping up with inflation, so everybody got a pay cut because of Joe Biden. We're all making less money. At one point, it translated to almost $3,000 a year average for the American citizen. Think about that. And that was was when gas prices were a little lower. I have not seen that calculation recently, but this is a real issue. This is going to cause... We're not even into a time where we're seeing the real problems of what inflation is going to do. Um, and and the, the, um, the, um, the problem too is this is going to be, I mean, it, it's the whole voting with your wallets. The economy is where it, it all starts in politics. And inflation is a major economical economic problem for any incumbent administration or any incumbent senator or congressperson. Um, And so the only thing we're going to see is we're going to see a major, major fight. There's going to be an activism hashtag flavor to what the Democrats try to do to survive midterms this November, which will be a lot of fun, I think, for us right? The team that is right, not the other guys who are wrong, not the people we no longer pretend to even respect, right? So let me say it again. I do not entertain these opposing views anymore. COVID and Trump put the left into full mental illness mode. They're all over the place. They're never consistent and they are lost. And now they're losing again in Florida. They They must hate Ron DeSantis. It must be a close silver medal second place. We'll talk about swimming in a second. I think we'll close with Leah Thomas. Um, And this will be a good segue into it when we talk about Disney. But DeSantis was 100% right uh, about how he handled Florida during COVID. Turned out, nailed it. Okay, nailed it. No argument. He did it all right. The people that claimed to have the data opposing him saying was evil were wrong. And it's funny, and anytime you want to and go through reminding a Democrat of that, do so. They hate DeSantis almost as much as they hate Trump. He might pass them because he's around more, um, because he's getting a lot of press. And so on um, Monday—now, this is—I like reading it from from people like The New York Times and from people like Brooks Barnes, who, when you see his photo— On the New York Times article I'm about to review. Brooks looks like he couldn't hammer a nail if you gave him a week and a hammer the size of my arm, which is pretty big. I mean, this is not a guy that can fix anything around the house. I don't think he can change a tire. All right. Just my opinion based on what I'm seeing. And then what he wrote, I could be wrong. The guy might be into restoring vehicles on the weekend. <clears throat> Moments after, this is from Brooks. Plural sounding, but one dude. there's only one one Brook, Brooks. Moments after Governor Ron DeSantis of Florida signed an anti-LGBTQ bill. Now remember, it's anti it's anti-LGBTQ because Brooks and the left says so. What makes it anti? Now, the opponents label it don't say gay. It is, that is not referenced. It's not, a, it's not the don't say gay bill. That is them trying. It's just them lying. Okay? The bill basically says you cannot teach any kind of fucked up gender or sexuality curriculum in schools in the state of Florida. You shouldn't be. None of us pay our taxes to send our kids to some asshat weirdo fucking teacher to teach them about how they might not be a boy or might not be a girl. At a young age especially. So the law restricts classroom instruction on sexual orientation and gender identity. A fucking men. It also gives parents an option to sue a school district. If, the th- if they think the policy has been violated. That is what really scares the shit about the left here. And this will probably go to the Supreme Court... And they're gonna take it in the ear on this one, and it'll be a lot of fun. Why? Because they are freaked out by how all the school boards, like in states in like states of Virginia and Arizona, got hammered and replaced in many cases because of critical race theory and abuse of kids by teachers and then protected by administrators in public schools. We are at war and we are winning against the left in public schools no time to celebrate but this is a huge victory that this law passes in a massive state like florida and disney stuck its neck out and is getting burned right now they're getting a little too much attention and apparently they have some kind of special status based on the land that they own that they can self-govern Think about that. Think about how dangerous that is. Self gut what if, if they catch an employee doing something inappropriate with a child? Does this law keep them from reporting it, from having to report it, from any kind of liability, from any kind of accountability legal or otherwise? What the hell is this? Um and you, you know, the the left is trying to prop up disney they have a nutcase ceo um and a number of other people that that have just gone off the rails they're no longer going to welcome boys and girls you know the famous announcements and and what you hear at the theme parks no longer going to do it how brave is that um now desantis loves this he loves this shit and i love him for loving it and hope you love me for loving him for loving it. Because he responded with defiance when Disney opposed and is trying to flex this new status, this status they've had, referring to them as woke Disney. And he he said, I don't care what Hollywood says. I don't care what big corporations say. Here I stand. I'm not backing down. And he's not because he didn't. We know he's not just talk. We know he is Trump in that regard. He is genuine. You know what you're going to get with that guy. And the left should not be surprised that he is going to open hand right will smith but with the palm disney for trying to oppose what is state law Um, disney added in a statement monday it was committed to the national and state organizations working to overturn the law quote we are dedicated to standing up for the rights and safety of lgbtq plus xyz members of the disney family okay again it's not about them no one gives a shit about them or any other employee in that regard mind your own fucking business this is about public schools not about your family your employees gay or otherwise you understand this is about our kids stay the fuck away you weirdos with your weird fucking small world ride and all your other weird shit in your new movies and your fucking agenda You're in our crosshairs now politically, right? Fuck Disney. Don't take your kids there. Don't. It's tired. If you you want to go to the Star Wars thing, maybe, but too many fucking people anyway. It's odd, right? Even with COVID gone, I don't want the germs of the moped crowd. And if you don't know what I mean by the moped crowd, just imagine why somebody needs a moped to get around Disney. There's too many of them. And why the fuck do they get to go to the front of the line Because they can't stop eating. So the whole thing's pissed me off for years. This is the final straw. This is it. All right. And of course, Hollywood's on board. You had somebody making fun of it, um, you know, at the Academy Awards. All the cliche Hollywood bullshit. They're going to close ranks on this. They're going to try to make this think this is anti gay. It's not. All right. Stop thinking you're special that's where this gets old. There's nothing more boring about someone's, about a person than their sexual orientation. We don't care. We don't want it taught in schools one way or the other. That straight or gay or anything's better or worse. We're not going to talk about it. It's not a place. We need kids to learn math. They need to fucking be able to write an email without sounding like an idiot. They need to learn finances. They need to learn real history. They need to get ready to have a fucking job so they're not turning out like some of your kids who are out there trying to tell me and others that rent is theft. And you go to places like Oregon and California where landlords have not collected a damn rent check in two years because of the product of public schools, because of these losers with their pierced noses, their tattoos on their face, and their purple fucking hair trying to tell us how things should be. Public schools and shitty parents. And now you want to spend what? How much more non-academic time are you going to spend in schools talking about who has a penis, who doesn't, who wants to sleep with who, who identifies as what. Shut up, they're six, no one cares. They're supposed to only speak when spoken to. Their brains aren't fully developed. They're walking idiots with skin. We love them, we raise them, we need to raise them as we see fit as parents. Not because you have some shitty paid for PhD and weird looking fucking glasses and a TikTok account. Where do they get these people? and now we're, we're, we we empower them with our tax money to teach our kids about sexual orientation, get, get out of here no no and we know this is going to start elsewhere we are going to get laws Florida started it, they're going to pass this, right now other states like Texas Ohio, you name it, anything red, legislatively with a red governor They're gonna do this. They might wait until after it goes through the Supreme Court. Now, public schools are the purview by law of state government. Constitutionally, Florida has a right to pass a law saying and protecting what is and isn't taught in schools. Now, we're going to have a new Supreme Court justice Katanji Brown, I believe her name is. Um, you know, her hearings went the way they should. I think there were legitimate questions about how she's prosecuted, sentenced, and punished, if you will, convicted child pornographers. But, you know, Lindsey Graham went after on that, but he still supported her nomination, which was a smart political move. What they did to Kavanaugh was a joke, and Katanji Brown deservedly had a much better, classier um, hearing. She will be, I believe, she'll be in place, she'll be sworn in, but it's a leftist push, meaning they're replacing a liberal with a liberal. So this is going to go in favor, I think, to the tune of like 6-3 to for the Republicans. I don't see it even being 5-4 at worst, but this is is going to be law. When DeSantis gets this through the Supreme Court and the left has a meltdown on the front steps, which will be fantastic— even though when you interview them, none of these dimwits, gay, straight, or otherwise, will be able to tell you exactly what the law is about. We know what it's about. They are sick. When I say they, I mean the LGBTQXYZ mafia. Like any political movement, it has been hijacked by evil, sick, dominating dictators that want their way, that want their agenda, they're worse than communists, at least as bad. They want to brainwash, and public schools are the way to mold future losers, a.k.a. voters for the left, right? The nanny state dependent. And so if they could stay, and they're already there, guys. They're already entrenched in public schools, but they're losing their grip. They are taking punches every day. We need to keep fighting. And this is a huge, huge bill. They are pissed. They are scared. The moment we are giving more power back to parents in public schools, It's the moment that they are afraid. We need to keep them afraid and we need to keep winning. And this is very exciting because it is a major issue, right? Everybody's taking a stand one way or another. You have the NCAA, right? The governing body of college sports coming out and supporting a guy who went on some hormone therapy after swimming for men in college at Penn for three years, came across the lane, and decided he, she now is a woman. Hey, Leah, whatever your name used to be, Leah, I'll I'll respect that's your name now. I'll use your pronouns. But we're not living in fucking pretend world. Okay? Don't make me pretend too much. There's a limit to how much pretend I will play, even when my kids were little. If they said something crazy like, I'm the strongest person in the world, I'd be like, "Eh, how how could you possibly know that? It's always good to drop a little reality on the little ones, okay? And I think that goes for anybody, especially someone who is an adult. And Leah Thomas is a disgrace. Uh, They have interviewed now, I, I knew this was coming next, a girl who lost her place in the finals, her qualification spot because of Leah. I think Leah threw, meaning intentionally lost the 100 meter race. I absolutely think she threw that. I don't know if she would have won, but she threw it. And it's hard to get second or third if you're not trying in swimming. Um, but she won the 500. And with her long arms, with her physical, obvious physical advantage, and with her penis under the swimsuit. it That was a sad day for women's rights, for women's sports, and women's empowerment, which... I am all on board with until the left starts trying to do it. So all the people, all the organizations like the National Organization for Women, formerly and should be actually currently known as NAG, named by Rush Limbaugh, the National Association of Gals, that fits. They have been silent on this. The group that's supposedly supposed to be there for these girls who were devastated, who'd worked their entire lives, whose parents drove them to 4.30 a.m. training since they were little. That moment, the NCAA finals, that is the pinnacle for 99% of these swimmers. They're not going to make the Olympic team. This is it. This is what they've worked for. And I'm sorry, but someone who is physically still mostly a dude is jumping in the water and beating them. Now, the NCAA tried to break this down by hormone therapy and estrogen levels, testosterone levels. That is a huge ruse. Ruse. Fucking vocabulary. Ruse. Yeah. Um, they, they're, and they're totally missing the point. And there's an excellent article written in one of the swimming publications that makes a great point that is not just relevant to swimming. The individual, we're talking about Leah Thomas, when Leah was going through puberty, and this is critical, right? Right. Testosterone levels are up, right? The massive hormone changes that go that boys go through in becoming physically men. This is why at about age 13, we no longer play co-ed sports. okay? The best girls that are kicking everybody's ass would be broken at the age of 14 playing with their boy peers. That's how it goes. Need I remind you that a few years ago, the number one women's soccer team in the world, team USA, had a friendly, which is a soccer term for a scrimmage, with an under-15 boys academy team in Dallas, and the boys won 5-2. There's no comparison when it comes to speed, power, and this is why this has so far only been an issue in individual non-contact sports. Will these people be insane enough to try this in a contact sport? Good luck. Right now, the irony is it's self-limiting to these individual non-contact sports because there's an obvious advantage physically, and someone will get hurt. No one's going to get hurt in swimming. But if they go water polo on this, good luck. All right? And I, if I had to guess, that would be the next one they'd try and wait till you have no idea. If you don't know how hard that sport is, barstool sports did a big research deal, scored it. It is the number one toughest, most difficult sport in the world. But people don't know it well enough to know how dangerous it would be, more so than a lot of sports on land, if a biological male started playing that sport. But for some reason, I feel like it's under the radar enough, it might be the first contact sport they try. Because, hell, they've gotten, they've gotten this far in swimming, it's in the pool. I don't know, it's a thought but the puberty factor made so much sense to me all the training that leah thomas did most of it to build the body she has that has been diminished from a muscular standpoint because of the hormone therapy that you can tell but the reach is there the shoulders are there it's because leah was a is a biological male and went through puberty natural puberty as a male while she was training that's the advantage no no hormone therapy can mitigate that to make it fair and that is where this needs to go if we are going to win and the sad part is i think we can i think it's going to take a major political swing back to the right the sad part is this will not take away the damage done to women and girls in this interim period where the woke cannot control the message they're all over the place That's why these supposed feminists, these fucking hypocrites in these women's organizations are keeping quiet. They don't know what to say because they have been parroting trans women or women. Okay, if that's true, then Leah Thomas should be allowed to compete. Be consistent. Nags, the National Association of Gals, be consistent. Say it, be done. Why aren't you? I know why. Because millions of women are up in arms about this. And so are their husbands, their boyfriends, their sons. Everybody is looking at this like, this is wrong. I have a sister. I have a mom. I have a daughter. This isn't fair. And yet, more people on the left than I thought are aligning with this and trying desperately to make an argument, and they all go to hormone therapy. And this is where the NCAA has hung their hat right now. Good luck. I think this is going to be, you're going to see major problems politically for these large organizations. Disney, they deserve it. The NCAA, they deserve it. And I'm hoping it does permanent damage and requires major reform in all of these uh, all of these companies and all these institutions. Uh, I appreciate you listening and being patient. I'm going to come back to this next week. I'm going to try at least twice a week, cover a little bit longer show if I can, a lot of topics. Being a podcast. I don't think you guys need day to day, but I know, you know, based on feedback, you like a few shows a week. I'm going to do my best um, when I'm not traveling and I shouldn't be as much. Um, God bless you all. It's great to hear, um, you know, just hear the positive feedback. I hadn't been on the main website in a while. And again, I apologize for the long break. I'm sure I missed some stuff. Well, shit, I missed four months of things. And I mean, there are just so many, there were just so many major Major stories that went down, it's hard to even look back and keep up because they're just replaced every day. Um, Prayers for the people in Ukraine and anywhere people are suffering around the world. You know, we're getting back to the regular news cycle after the Will Smith slapping of Chris Rock, and it becomes pretty bleak when you go to these websites, right? I mean, think about what Joe Biden and what your stupid liberal tantrum throwing friends have done because Trump made them uncomfortable. They gave you inflation, high gas prices. Um, an environment where I believe war is possible because Putin was afraid of Trump. Trump would have done something pretty fast and we might be in some kind of war situation, but I have a feeling 50% of the Russian military would be wiped out. Do not fall for the nuclear freakouts. One thing I want to close with, I forgot to mention, remember, Putin doesn't have some red button that automatically launches nukes. There's a process there's a checks and balances, if you will. Anytime anything's launched from a silo or from a submarine, it requires two people at that location to concur. Putin is falling apart internally. He doesn't have the support he used to have. If There are a lot of people that would take him out if they could. He has surrounded himself by a lot of people he pays well. He's hard to get to. He's a totalitarian. But don't let the left freak you out and make us into being appeasers like we were in the late 30s with Hitler. There is a red line here. If Putin crosses it, we need to destroy them. We have the technology. We will lose lives. I hate war. We made a lot of mistakes in the Middle East. Hindsight is 2020. This is different. We have a war in Eastern Europe. We're, I think we're in the right place right now. There's a lot we should have done that we haven't. By voting for Joe Biden, the left has made this possible. He is absolutely not a deterrent. It's no surprise that the last time Putin did something was 2014 and then nothing. And now he's back at it. So that causes concern. But fortunately, he has lost Ukraine. He's losing a lot of support from his people. And we can lean on them for hope for a some sort of peaceful, manageable outcome in Eastern Europe and in Ukraine. God bless. Look forward to talking to you guys soon. Have a great weekend. It is. I uh, didn't tell you the date. It's Friday, April 1st, April Fool's Day. Take care.